This is Barry Zelma speaking for Claim School Incorporated's newsletter, Zelma's Insurance Fraud Letter, for May 1, 2023, Volume 27, Issue Number 9. The current issue begins with an article about why restitution is required after a person is convicted of insurance fraud. When John James Suchi appealed pro se, acting as his own attorney, from the order dismissing his motion to vacate restitution sentencing in the Commonwealth of Pennsylvania versus Suchi, the Superior Court of Pennsylvania on February 28, 2023, held that the Superior Court would give consideration to the pro se motions of the convicted felon, yet ordered him to make restitution. Victims of crime like insurance companies who pay their insureds who are victims of crime, should always seek restitution. And if the insurer itself is a victim of a fraud, then it should also seek restitution if the person is convicted like Mr. Suchi and they must demand restitution. The victims did so in this case, and the prosecutor effectively obtained at sentencing an order of restitution. Suchi, sentenced to many years in prison, may never be able to pay the ordered restitution unless there are assets that could be taken to pay the restitution. Regardless, convicted felons have nothing but time. So he wasted the appellate court's time by bringing this pro se motion, which failed. He will remain in the Gray Bar Hotel for the next 15 to 30 years. You could read the full article, uh, the 22 pages of the entire Zalma's insurance fraud letter at the link to the PDF. Then we have an article the fifth installment of the saga of McClenny Mosley and Associates, MMA, and its problems with the federal courts in the state of Louisiana and the people of the state of Louisiana. In what appeared to be an effort to profit from what some magistrate and district judges indicate may be criminal conduct, to profit from insurance claims relating to hurricane damage to the public of the state of Louisiana. Since the last issue of Zalma's insurance fraud letter, MMA's originators have created a new professional corporation. McClenney was sued for damages due to an auto accident. MMA partners were ordered into court relating to Eldridge Smith becoming a client. More suits against MMA have been filed. Mr. Huey ignores his suspension and seeks to intervene. MMA also attempted to intervene in plaintiff's cases, and a suit against MMA by Access Restoration Services USA, Inc., seeking a 572% return on its $3 million investment in MMA's hurricane cases, only to be followed by a suit by Global Estimating Services, also owned by Access Restoration, uh, 
seeking 9865862 dollars and 99 cents for estimating services provided to MMA. You can read the full article about all of the machinations of MMA at the link provided in the blog posting. Then there's uh, an article about another Florida insurer biting the dust. Florida Commercial Insurance Capacity Insurance Company is now in runoff, and you could read all about it at the full article and the full PDF. Then there's an article about chutzpah, where a fraudster sues twice and finds that rage judicata requires the fraudster to lose again, forcing two courts to deal with a $366.64 claim that was fraudulent is a clear evidence of chutzpah, which is, of course, Yiddish for unmitigated gall. And you can read the full article at the Adobe PDF uh, available at the link. Then uh, we have good news from the Coalition Against Insurance Fraud, including an article about why more than 18 months after he pleaded guilty to absconding with $5 million in premium, a Florida insurance agent was sentenced to 14 years in prison. John M. Thomas, 52, the owner of Thomas Insurance Agency in Pensacola, also was ordered to pay $8 million in restitution because a federal judge decided in March of 2023 that he must pay back the premiums he collected from at least 67 clients and then produced fraudulent policy documents and certificates purporting to show that the clients were covered. Thomas used the money for personal gain, including an African safari, a Utah ski report condominium, a Florida beach condo, a Lexus automobile and restoration to a 45-year-old Jeep vehicle. The independent agency sold homeowners, commercial property, commercial liability, auto workers' comp, and other lines of insurance to some well-known commercial interests in Florida and Alabama before the fraud was discovered. His sentencing was set for later that year, and prosecutors say that when sentencing had to wait another 18 months, but court records suggest that Thomas's pro se filings with the court may have delayed the premium. And there were nine more convictions. Investigation into misleading home warranty mailers resulted in refunds to consumers, according to California Insurance Commissioner Ricardo Lara. You can read all about it at the link to the full PDF. And like Al Capone, Marlin Construction avoided insurance fraud convictions but was convicted of tax fraud. 
David T. Aaron and Russell Ultes, co-owners of Marlin Construction Group, LLC, cashed millions of dollars of customer checks at check-cashing businesses in order to underreport earnings and avoid federal taxes. The owners of a Fort Myers roofing company, one that has been the subject of a number of complaints from consumers and which has filed multiple assignment of benefits lawsuits against property insurers, pleaded guilty to more than $1 million in tax evasion. You can read the entire article at the link provided. Then there's a listing of health insurance convictions, including one where the British Columbia Canada Supreme Court ordered seven people in one company to pay $155,000 in punitive damages as a result of stage Surrey collisions designated and designed to defraud the ICBC. Justice Jennifer Duncan said in an April 13 decision, quote, those collisions were used by various of the parties to file personal injury tort actions and reports of dozen more convictions, uh, including why Justice Duncan sentenced these people to pay both indemnity to ICBC but also punitive damages. And you can also review reports of dozen more convictions if you click on the link and obtain the full PDF article. And finally, there are other insurance, other than health insurance fraud convictions, including one where Jared Hybar of Kellogg pleaded guilty on April 17, 2023, to one count of fraudulent submission to an insurer following an investigation by the Iowa Insurance Division's Fraud Bureau. Letitia Hybar, age 42, also of Kellogg, pled guilty to one count of fraudulent submission to an insurer also following the investigation of the insurance division. You can read about this conviction and others at the link. This video was adapted from my blog, Salma on Insurance, and summarizes the May 1, 2023 issue of Zalma's Insurance Fraud Letter. You can subscribe to the Fraud Letter as well as the blog, the videos on rumble.com and youtube.com. And if you found this video to be of interest to you, and the blog posting and the full Zalma's Insurance Fraud newsletter, please tell your friends and colleagues so that they can also subscribe. And if you want to learn more about insurance, insurance claims, and insurance fraud, please consider subscribing for a very small fee to my Locals community and to my Substack publications. Thank you for your attention.